Hello, hello, and welcome to the third of today's episodes of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast, and it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. Quick plug, you can catch the next live edition of Saddest Night Out at Road Trip and the Workshop, Tuesday 20th of August. It's free entry. It will be myself performing along with Izzy, Kin Soul and Rose White. That is Tuesday the 20th of August for Saddest Night Out Live number three at Road Trip and the Workshop. I'd love to see you there. This is the third and final episode that I recorded at the King's Head and this one was done after the open mic. It was a very energetic one. We ended with a bit of a jam on the song Good Times by Sheik aka Rapper's Delight. This artist was making their debut with us last night. They did one song to a backing track where they rapped and another song that was a cappella and then I joined him on the cojon. It was a very powerful performance. They came up and said thank you very much at the end and I felt compelled to capture a quick chat with them before they left. So this is me speaking to Eche. It was his first time performing at one of the UK open mic nights and I hope it won't be the last. Enjoy this chat, and I'll catch up with you afterwards. Take two. We are still at the King's Head. It's been a very sweaty open mic. We've just finished, and I'm here with a performer who made their debut with us tonight, and another debut of sorts. Will you kindly introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, this is Eche from East London Hackney, representing at the King's Head, and it was a very, very emotional night went through the highs and the lows and we finished with a crazy jam with the gorillas and it was a, it was a movement yeah very powerful it absolutely was so how long have you been performing in london i wrote my first piece october 2016 and i started performing november 2016 and so the journey's been interesting i guess my style is like a blend between spoken word and rap there's a little intersection and i just kind of exist in that space but today was my first time performing in a non-acapella specific format and so it was nerve-wracking will i fluff my lines you know am i gonna but at the end of the day it went well i practiced and it was a good venue to kind of share that first experience so what made you want to do something more musical this time what made you want to take that leap what made you want to do it well i would say that hip-hop rap music is my first musical love and so i've consumed a copious amount of that particular style and so now most of the stuff that i write is to some kind of beat and even though i might not perform it to that beat I still like it to give me the kind of tempo and the cadence and some of the rhyme schemes. But I felt like it's time to break out of my a cappella comfort zone. Normally you would catch me with my phone in hand even though I still did it for the second piece. But at least for the first piece I was able to actually look and engage and now I understand why it's important to kind of get your hand and get yourself out of these comfort zones. And both physically and because I came all the way to a very very interesting part of London in which I haven't ventured into before and then also there's a musical comfort zone as well there's a kind of writing comfort zone and a performance comfort zone and so it was just a powerful evening altogether. What made you want to write in the first place? That it was October 2016 when you started writing? Was there a eureka moment when you felt let me start writing? Had it been building for a while? What, what led to that? That's a good question. 
what I would say is there was a kind of cataclysmic event that happened in my life and I guess I spent some time in, in um, hospital at our section basically and so all of my writing emerged after that so it's almost as if I developed the writing as a, a kind of mechanism to express the thought so that it's not just ruminating in my head I can get off my chest and then also what I like is the pieces I write they're written in a specific time so the first piece I wrote was I guess it was in a darker time and so I'm able to reflect on that and I'm also talking to myself as well and giving myself words of encouragement for those times when I'm in a low state so there's a, a kind of dual purpose to my writing so you went through a very momentous event for yourself writing became a bit of a therapy and what what made you perform your writing because i imagine that might have been quite personal to write your way out of your situation when did you decide let me get on a stage and share what i've written with other people to be honest the transition was very quick so i started writing in october went to my first event in november and then there was a kind of open mic jam that i started going to quite frequently and that was like 2017 but in 2018 i did not go to any events and i did not write a single lyric so i was in a dark place and i guess in 2019 that creative energy is back and i'm feeling better basically so it's good to be back on the scene so you backing up old street regularly with performances again to be honest in old street i haven't really haven't actually performed the events i go to is king's cross maybe and then there's an occasional spoken word night that I go to as well. Okay. So, is it very recently that you've gotten back into performing? Or was it at the start of 2019? So 2018 you took a break. Yeah. When in 2019 did you get back into it? So I think it was definitely very early in this year. I guess I settled into a new job and, and I realised that you will, find, you will know a passion when you miss doing that activity. Yeah. It's like, you know what, I miss writing, I miss performing. And I want to get back into it. There's some things that come and go, but I think writing and performing is definitely something to stay. You are absolutely fantastic on the stage, and I definitely feel what it is that you've written. But is there much of what you do online yet? Is there anything recorded that people can find? You know what? I've that was something that my friends were telling me to kind of, you know, we need to find your stuff. So I've created a new account where I'm starting to post some tidbits. And so that account is writers.blc on Instagram. And I'm, I'm going to play around with some visuals. And then when I'm ready, I want to start putting some stuff out on YouTube as well. Writers.blc. Yes. We will watch that space keenly. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank, Thank you for talking to me as Thank well. Thank you very much. I look forward to the next time, man. Thank you so much. And that was that. Thank you very much, Eche, for talking to me. That was a pretty deep conversation that we had. I guess there's something about going through a night of performances together that makes you feel a bit more open to each other so you can have that type of conversation. I really appreciate him talking to me like that and I really appreciate his performance as well. It's great that he felt comfortable enough to break new ground at one of my nights and I said it was funny that he came to my night in West London but we have two open mic nights on a Friday, and one of them is by Liverpool Street Station, which would be much closer to where he actually lives. But he came all this way to West, and you know, sometimes it's just fate. So thank you very much, Eche, for your time. Thank you to all of our performers last night, and everyone who spoke to me for today's episodes. I don't know if that was the first time Eche was interviewed, but it was the first time Cairo Mia and Rick Raw were interviewed. And I'm really grateful again that they 
felt comfortable enough to talk to me for it. Some great chats there, some really interesting insights into the early stages of what will hopefully be long and fruitful careers for these artists. And you know what? Even if that doesn't happen to be the case, we'll at least have this time capsule of a time when they were creating and performing in London that they can always share with any of their loved ones and say, this is me back into... (laughs) Imagine in the year 2040, touch wood, we get that far. You can go back and say, this is me from 2019. I was doing open mic nights and I spoke to this incredibly charming gentleman named Roy who recorded me for his podcast. So thank you very much to all three of those artists. I am heading to work at Caffrey Studios soon and I will be working on my live set for the next live edition of Saddest Night Out. I mentioned it. I actually re-recorded the intros to each of these episodes so that I could mention that Saddest Night Out Live number three is coming to Road Trip and the Workshop Tuesday the 20th of August. I'm really trying to engage those self-promotion muscles which is exactly what my guests were doing on these interviews. It's one thing to accept that you are someone who likes to create and to start creating. It's another thing to start sharing those creations online. That's daunting enough in itself. But at some point, you might have to start sharing yourself and just putting yourself out there and talking to people about what it is you do. Whether it's your first time being interviewed or it's the 193rd episode of your podcast, there's always a slightly daunting element to it. But hey, we'll get through that together. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you once more to my guests. Please let me know what you think. You can find me on social media at Saddest Night Out on any social media of your choice, all as one word. You can email me saddestnightout at gmail.com and you can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast. But for now, that's it from me. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you on the next one and take care.